Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, we continue examining the Gospel of John. And, you know, we've looked at several portions of the Word of God through our times together. Well, let's see what episode. We're on episode number 435. And so we've been doing these about one a day, I believe, pretty consistently, 435 days. But you know what? We have only begun. You can spend the entire balance of your life examining the Word of God. And so that's what we're doing. We're in the seventh chapter of John. And if you remember what was going on here, it was the season of the Feast of the Booths, which is held in the fall, one of the fall feasts. And it's the last of the seven feasts of the Lord that the Lord gave to Israel. Well, Jesus' brothers came up to him and said, why don't you leave here and go down to Judea and then show everybody what you're doing, show your work. Because nobody hides their work like this, but if they want to make themselves public, they get out there and they do it. And that's what they were trying to get Jesus to do. Well, he was supposed to go to this feast, okay? This is one of the three seasonal feast times that a Jewish man was required to go and participate. But there was something going on here. And we saw in the last episode that uh, Jesus' brothers were just trying to, I don't know if the word goading may be too strong and harsh a word, but uh, they were trying to press him into doing things which the Father had not told him to do. Okay? They were trying to get him to show himself to the world because if he was doing all these things, we'll let everybody do it. Now, why do I believe that? Well, it's because of verse 5 of John 7 where we left off last time. And it says this, For not even his brothers were believing in him. So his brothers didn't believe in him. They didn't believe what he's been saying at this point in time, that he is the river of living water, Okay, that he is the bread of life. They didn't believe this. So if they didn't believe that, then we can sort of assume that their motivation for trying to get him to step out and do these things is somewhat suspect at best, right? Now, watch how Jesus responded to this. Verse 6 of John 7 says, So Jesus said to them, My time is not yet here, but your time is always opportune. <laughs> well, what do you mean by that? Well, he's going to clarify a little bit as he goes along, but he's letting them know, hey, my time is not yet. It's quite similar to what Jesus said to his mother. Remember when he changed the water into wine at the wedding in Canaan? He looked at his mom and said, hey, no, it's not my time yet. Then mom looks to the servers and says, do whatever he tells you to do. And apparently she walks off and then it was the time. That's, that's how we know that Father had told Jesus, go ahead and do this. Jesus tells them what to do. And you have that great sign, as it was described, a great sign. So it's the same type of thing here. But then he says, your time is always ready. <coughs> your time is always here. Your time is always opportune. In other words, brothers, your time to act this way and behave this way and doing what you're doing is always here because you are in the world and you are of the world. Now, we know from the balance of Scripture that after it's all said and done, his brothers believed, okay? And they became key leaders within the church. Uh, James was one. Jude was another. Okay, and there's two books in the Bible written by both of them. And, uh, but at this time, they did not believe. Jesus continued on. He said, your time is always opportune, verse 7. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it. That his deeds are evil. Well, why could the world not hate them? Because they were of the world. They haven't been saved yet. They hadn't 
haven't believed yet. Okay? They need to believe unto righteousness. And so he's saying the world's not going to hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it. And what does he testify of it? I testify that the deeds of the world are evil. And that's the reason the world hates. And we see that today. Okay, we see that today in so many ways that the world will testify that it hates us because we simply say, hey, what you're doing is evil. And nowadays, uh, the world is accepting things that are just overtly, overtly uh, described in the scripture as being perverse, that you don't do the particularly lifestyle type of things. Uh, yesterday it came out of the news that is big deals that a former Miss Alabama, which she's still Miss Alabama. Once you're a Miss Alabama, you're always Miss Alabama, right? A Miss Alabama that was actually a Miss America. She won the crown that year. That this lady who is a, a big time doctor in, in a local uh, uh, regional hospital research institution, uh, that she, notice I said she several times, that she has married her girlfriend, Okay, who I think the girlfriend is an attorney in the area. And so the world is all uh, gaga over this, while those who are believers are all aghast over it. That it's just so accepted that you can have these type of relationships, and it's just viewed as being enlightened, and it's viewed as being so insightful and so aware of who we are as humans. Well, in a manner, it is, because it's what Jesus said right here that his words and what he says testifies of the evil of the world. And so therefore, when you say, hey, this right here is wrong, this is incorrect, this goes against the ways of God, then the world will hate you. So Jesus finishes talking to his brothers. Remember, let me just back up and get the whole conversation here. He says, my time is not yet here, but your time is always opportune. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it that his deeds are evil. Then verse 8, go up to the feast yourselves. I do not go up to the feast because my time has not yet fully come. Now, at the beginning uh, of this passage, we see that Jesus wasn't going to Judah because he knew the Jews were trying to kill him. But he wasn't going because he feared that. He knew that. He was going because he, the father had not told him to go yet. That's the reason he wasn't going. Well, now he tells his brothers, y'all go ahead. He says, I'm not going because my time has not yet fully come. Verse 9, heaven said these things to them. He stayed in Galilee. Now watch this. But in verse 10, but when his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he himself also went up, not publicly, but as if in secret. So the Jews were seeking him. So what we see here is that when the brothers left, Jesus was just waiting. He was waiting, and he was waiting because his time hadn't fully come. But when the brothers left, he went up publicly. Now, he wasn't seeking to be deceptive, okay? He, he said that he did not go up publicly. I'm sorry. He did not go up publicly, but he went in secret. What is that all about? Well, this is how Father was leading him. And I think there's some great principles right here for us, folks. All too often, we wait upon God, and we say we're waiting upon God, and we wait, and we wait, and we wait. But then we, at the last minute, say, hey, I've got to do something about this. And we don't wait that extra moment or two. I know I experience that all the time and a lot of stuff. I was just reading about it earlier today with uh, King Saul when they were about to go into battle, and Samuel had told him, okay, wait seven days for me to come. Well, they waited to the seventh day, and it was the last part of the seventh day, and Samuel still wasn't there. And people were starting to leave Saul. <coughs> his soldiers were starting to leave him. His people were starting to desert him. 
and he felt like he had to do something. So he stepped up and he offered a burnt offering. Well, as soon as he gets finished offering a burnt offering, what happens? Samuel comes walking up and Samuel says, what have you done? And Saul said, well, I had to do something. You weren't here. It was still the seventh day, but you weren't here. So the people were leaving. So I forced myself to offer this sacrifice. Is that not like us? We need to be like Jesus. And Jesus waited, even though his brothers were pressuring to go and go down there and show yourself. Even though he knew he was supposed to go, okay, that this is something that he was required by the law to do, he waited and he waited. And at the right moment, as he described it, when his time had fully come, he went. But he didn't go publicly. He went secretly because that's the way the Father told him to go. May we do the same thing, folks. May we listen. May we seek the Spirit of the Lord, the guidance of the Lord, and do nothing more or less than exactly what he instructs us to do and exactly what he guides us in doing, okay? Um, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much. I do pass the word about these times together uh, with one another, and I'll see you again next time.